You're listening to Off the X with your host, Tyler Wells, Forrest Carvajal, and Barrett Moon. Brought to you by High and Dry Utility Poles, Rixie Outdoors, changing the world of dog stands, Huntproof, the premier waterfowl mobile app, Brown Water Leather Lanyards, and Wellens Land, Arkansas's premier recreational real estate group. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Off the X Podcast. I'm Forrest Carvajal, and I'm here with my great co-host, Tyler Wells. How are you, sir? Doing all right. Barrett Moon, how are you? I'm here. You're here. It is a Tuesday night and when we're doing this podcast. Isn't it Tuesday? Yeah, it yeah. is Tuesday. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was Monday. I was like, man, I'm just way off. But we have we're, this is our first most advanced technology podcast that we have done (laughs) this is the first one that we have done that's not in person so we're going to see how this goes i think it's going to go really well because the people that are on the other end really know their technology once we introduce them you'll know why and then well i mean tyler he does our end because me and barrett would have no idea what to do i got two thumbs (laughs) so tyler (laughs) you've got two thumbs i hope that you have two (laughs) Tyler, why don't you introduce who we've got yeah so tonight we're lucky enough to have nathan marks and steven Willie on here with us from Hunt Proof. So, guys, how's everything going this evening? Excellent. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Thanks for allowing us to get started late. What time is it where you guys are at, by the way? Uh, 8.58 Central Time. There, okay. yeah, oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know if there was a time change or not. I don't leave <laughs> Arkansas, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> where are y'all from? Let's start, th- let's start there. Yeah, uh, so. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. We're from Southern Illinois, so uh, uh, about an hour and 15, 20 minutes from St. Louis, uh, east of St. Louis. How, how do y'all feel about the Cardinals getting knocked out of the playoffs? Do y'all care at all? I'm a October Cardinals fan, but that's about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's same, about it. Same here. I don't, yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't really do sports. I did a little uh, – cage fighting and i followed that for a long time and then i when i when i stopped doing the like participating i kind of fall out of it so what the pujols and uh yachty thing was cool yeah so so you uh, you were a cage fighter yeah so uh oh we're definitely taking him to buy me (laughs) what year i'm trying to think what years that was so i started training with some uh prison guards and buddies of mine that were doing it for like self-defense and I was like learning really fast and like, Oh, you should cage fight. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like I just was doing jujitsu basically grappling. And after a year of them like begging me, you need to fight, you need to fight. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I did it and I liked it. And I just did amateur. I did, I think four amateur fights, which I got a detached retina from a thumb in the eye. Oh. So wasn't smart whenever I didn't really have insurance. So uh, <laughs> how old were you? Uh, this was last see, that week. Been college. <laughs> That'd have been like 2008 or nine. Okay. And so that would have put me, so I'm 37 now, I think. Okay. Um, so then it, after, so it's funny because as the time that I'm like quitting cage fighting, like myself, I, um, bought a building, made a gym and actually started teaching it, training it for a while. I had a couple, I had two mm. guys under me from here in town that actually did Dana. Well, one of them did Dana White's contender series. I don't know if oh, you guys are familiar. Wow. So, uh, that was purely on his, uh, natural abilities. Wouldn't have, <laughs> wasn't what I was teaching him. I can say that. I wasn't that good. 
So are you? I have you, I have trained with some pretty stud people though that were in the industry. Yeah. So you said you you uh, fought four. Are you four and zero? Oh? Like did you fight four? No, times? I am uh, two and one and one. One two tied one. So I I fought for a heavyweight belt locally and won. And then we I did a draw for that same belt later on from an interim guy that he wouldn't refight me. So, uh, and then I lost one towards the end. That was. Right when I got the detached retina and I decided it wasn't wasn't worth doing again. Dude, you would be a monster on Arkansas public ground at the ramp. A hundred percent. You come down, we'll walk you to the boat, like fight music and everything. It'd be incredible. <laughs> It'd be fight music and the tiger in the background. <laughs> uh, we can try it. We can try it for sure. Hey, no, I mean it, nobody'd touch you. I guarantee it. They would make a mistake anyway. Yeah, exactly. Once. I got a solid 30 seconds in me. I can tell you that. <laughs> and that's not what she said. <laughs> that's where we were about to go. <laughs> I figured somebody's coming out with well played. <laughs> All right. So you guys are from lower Illinois, right? Southern yep. Illinois. Okay. So yep. Are y'all more goose or duck hunters? So I'm going to honestly say probably goose. Um, only because we probably have more opportunities at the geese. Now, our goose hunting around here is terrible compared to what it used to be. So, like, when I first started, which was back in, like, 2000, I didn't start hunting until I was about 15. So, 2002, 2001, like, we had geese everywhere, you know. So, like, uh, the local fairgrounds here in town would hold five, six, seven thousand. Now, it'll hold, like, 400. I've always so, heard, like, Illinois back in the day was, like, oh, yeah. a goose capital type place. It was, so, yeah. Marion was. So, Marion, which is about 45 minutes south of us, that's where, like, the Tim Grounds, you know, that's where his jam is. Right. Um, That was, so, like, Marion Crab Orchard Refuge would hold, you know, a quarter million to five or half a million geese. Good grief. And now it's holding, like, you know, if it gets five, six, seven thousand, you're like, dang, let's go. Is that because they're not getting down there, or is it because they've been localized other places? I honestly, I don't know. I think the, the opinions range. Like my opinion, it's a little bit of everything. I think the migration shifted west. I think that uh, you know, there's a lot more um, power plant lakes keeping some birds up north that used to not do that. If you look at the data, there's been some paperwork that I've looked at a long time ago that was like, I can't remember what the years were, but there was literally a year it went from like, so like Wren Lake even, which is, I'm trying to think how many miles north that would be. Of us? Yeah. Well, from Marion. Oh, 25 maybe? 25, 30 miles north. So they would hold a quarter million birds too. So they would, it went from like 250,000 and then it went like 175 the next season and the very next season, it was like 80,000, and then it was down like 5,000. Like, that's how fast it went. Wow. And yeah. it was, you know, just like, holy crap, what happened, you know? And that was, uh, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I agree. I think it's everything. I think it's the uh, power plant lakes. I think it's the crop tillage. You know, they no tilling in places. And I think all that plays a little bit. So Yeah, you're but probably right. Know, it's nothing. not just one thing. It's never just one thing. No, I don't. And, you know, like I said, everybody's opinion, you know. Assholes, everybody's got one. <laughs> true, true that. 
So man, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about y'all's app that y'all have. Well, hold on. I mean, with. we didn't even meet Willie. Oh, I mean, sorry, I man. I'm really maybe a UFC Listen, champion, so I'm kind of. No, I'm 180 to... pounds. I can barely defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd go into that uh, that King the King the Hill situation <laughs> out there at Piper's Lake. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's uh, it is. I am one to know against Nathan. That is a true story. Oh. Okay, well, I mean, you can't tease it. Now we've got to hear it. He's like three of me. I I put you on that one. Go ahead. No, that's no. We just did a uh, man. That's old school. You're going throwback here. I wasn't expecting that. Let's do it. Uh, No, we just had a we had a wrestling match out on a uh, dock, and I showed him kind of kind of who's who. Uh, <laughs> is this before yeah. he went and started training with the prison guards? I think this was right in his. I think this was right in his prime. I Did you blindside was, yeah. him and he not know what was happening? I was the one that damaged his retina. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kid- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I think that was the same day that I, I uh, manhandled like half of the SIU. Uh, oh, the football team. The football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then right after that, like a couple guys were like, "No, nah, we're good. We're gonna walk away from this one." And then Steven's like, oh, "I got it." And then, then yeah, he it was like he, David versus Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the you're the he's two one and one, and you're the you're yeah. the one. I'm just I'm one and zero, oh, and yeah. I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah, retired. retired. That. Yeah, go, go out, out on, on top. top. Yep. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump into it, dude. What you got? <laughs> All right, guys. So let's let's talk about y'all's app that y'all have come out with. The more I mess with it, the more I like it. So. If y'all want to kind of give us like a a background on how you came up with the idea of of basically a digital journal that you can search. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was working third shift at a plant here in town at that time, and I got off at seven a.m. So that was always just crap. You know, it's, it's not early enough to go get somewhere. I had buddies that would like take the boat and get set up and I'd show up later, you know, they'd take my boat and I'd go meet them and whatnot. And, uh, it was just kind of a thing where I don't know if ducks unlimited app had just came out or if it was way before then, but I was just getting into that and I'm like, man, this just doesn't do what I want it to do. You know, I'm thinking what good is a journal if you can't keep it like organized and go back and look at it. So, mm-hmm. Whenever, you know, I had a couple of these little like, oh, I don't know. I guess they're probably like four by six little flip notebooks, spiral bound notebooks that were uh, right on the wet paper where you can, you know, they get rained on. You can still write on them with a pencil and pen. And they had, you know, predetermined characteristics in there that you could mark in. And it just I did it for a season and then I forget. And then I found them like you find them like three seasons later and be like, huh, that doesn't, you know, throw it away didn't it just didn't help me and i started thinking man if you could make that like a database where you could search that and get that data back like you know search cloudy days and then see what you know where did you kill them what did you do you know even decoy spreads anything that you want to know and i'm like what if that's doable well it just so happened one of my coworkers, his son was doing some app stuff and uh talked to him and he's like well He's like, I'll, I'll pitch it to him, see what he says. Well, he he's he's like, well, you know, it could be done, but you're talking like starting at like sixty thousand dollars, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have that. You know, I was <laughs> making like eighteen bucks an hour at this plant. And I'm like, yeah, which this was also this would have been like twenty twelve. So yeah. I'm like, okay, just let it go, and uh, set on set on set on. Well, finally, 
I guess it would have been two years ago now, two and a half, maybe even 2019. Um, I got a new job. As soon as I got the job, tons of overtime, paid off all my debt other than my house. I was like, hey, you know, I followed Dave Dave Ramsey and was doing that jam. Let's go. and uh, got all that stuff cleared up. And I was like, man, I you know, I got some money laying around here now. Like, what can I do? And for some reason, that popped back in my head. And I was like, hey, well, the, one of my coworkers, another carpenter that I work with, he was like, dude, that'd be cool because you, you could use it for deer hunting. You could use this. And he's like, feed me. You know, my dude, don't do that. Don't don't tell me. And he's like, no, seriously, like you ought to look into it. Like, that's that's a good idea. Like, you could use it for fishing. You could, you know. So then I'm like who do I know that's in this ballpark, you know, this game. And, uh, so I messaged Steven. I'm like, Hey, don't you do like websites and stuff? And what do you know about apps? He's like, well, I don't know anything about them. I mean, I know a little bit, but he said, I know people that do. And I'm like, all right, here's my idea, you know? And Steven's like, I think that's pretty cool too. Let's go check it out. You know? And that's kind of how we went. Yeah. Two years in the making. Yeah. That's a lot of work. That is. How much anticipation was oh, there geez. going into that? <laughs> a ton. Yeah. yeah. But for for me, it's been miserable because. <laughs> so here's here's how it kind of went down. Was uh, I want to say it was like, was it middle of summer, Stephen, or was it? I think it was. It was like, I think I think it was like July. Yeah, it was like middle of summer, yeah. and one of our first developers was like helping us get going and, um promised us like this four month turnaround. So I'm like jacked. I'm like, Oh, that'd be perfect. Right. Four seasons. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and when we got it done, like when it was time, when that four month turnaround came around and we literally had like two pages, it was like a home screen and like a place to put the, like enter your journal entry. And that was it. And I'm like, uh, no, this is, this is not. And like, Steven's like, yeah, we're going to have to do some more. You know, anyway, it's not happening. It's not happening. Well, then another whole year runs around. I'm like, okay, this season we're going to launch. And then we kind of we did actually launch last season, but it was like very basic. We didn't have a lot of a lot of it was beta testing, just kind of yeah. stress testing the app. Um, yeah, it was basically test. Yeah, like you said, it was testing. You know, someone's going to break it. You know, see <laughs> see how bad they break it. I guess. And 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 they did. <laughs> was it one of y'all? Yes, multiple. Uh, yeah, so we had um, we we did our hard launch right before Dive Bomb Squad Fest, where we met you guys, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was I think we were we were going into it because it's like in two years, as, as you're looking at it all the time in two years, in within that two year time period, it becomes familiar, right? And you don't know if people are going to like it. And you develop kind of like an imposter syndrome. Like, so we're showing up on this booth and like, is this going to be it? Like, do people want this? Are they going to be, is, are they going to think it's cool? And I think Nathan was feeling that same way. And so we were, we were blown away. It wasn't until Squad Fest that I think that we both, it hit like, wow, this is, this is going to be pretty cool. You know, because of the, you know, especially you, Tyler, like we, you came around the second time. And I'm like, okay, this cat's interested, you know? And so, uh, and, uh, and we, we just, yeah, no, we, we had those, we had those all day and like people were coming in and hanging out at the booth and like asking us questions, having us good conversations. And like, again, it's real familiar to us. And so like, oh yeah. And then, but when you, it's new to other people. And then we also gathered a ton of good feedback, right? Like Tyler, you said timber that's going in the next release. Awesome. Um, and we're, yeah, we're putting in all this other stuff. Um, and so it's, it's kind of seeing what people wanted, um, because I've said it before, like 
um, you guys and the people that are at that are that target market. So we want to know. And before that, we just kind of guessed. Like, this is what we kind of, this is what we want. We think this is going to be cool. But we never, like, going into it, we didn't know about that macro reaction that everybody would have. And it's like that, like, amped us up, you know, kind of seeing that excitement. And especially you guys, like, coming on, like, real early, giving us that endorsement and everything. That means a ton to us. So I want to say thank you to you guys for sure. Well, I think a lot of it, I mean, I, I don't know. If, do you journal yours, Tyler? I don't, but so I, me I journal in my, like, Onyx app, like, in my notes oh, yeah. on there. I put in, like, all the information or try to as much as what this is, but then you've got all these points, and you're like, I don't know where any of that is. So it's back to the notebook where you throw it in the back of the truck, and you're like, ah, it's useless because I can't find that information. Yeah. Well, I know I know Forrest has multiple journals. I've got, I've got one of those uh, Rubio journals that I've used for the last three seasons, and it's got all three seasons but there's there's no way in hell i'm going back and going through that like i'm just yeah and it's you know it's me scribbling notes real quick and it's it's some of it's not even legible so i'm like i'm i know i'm not gonna use it so that was a no sleep hunt right exactly yeah i fell in i'm not writing anything in here because i'm pissed so (laughs) i i really like i just like the statistics of it okay we'll, we'll start there there i have a lot of things to talk about with the app because i'm one that you gotta learn from your past you, you've got to learn from what you've done. Uh, and I have a lot of hardback written notes. I mean, I almost have every duck that I've ever killed journaled. Uh, I don't have every one of them, but it's close. Uh, so to look back, it's neat. But also there's times that you'll look back or that I will look back and say, oh, that's how this decoy formation started. That's where all this came from. But it's not just at hand, you know, it was as a snap. Like what y'all have made. What y'all have made is something that, like what we've talked about one time on the podcast, you don't get your A spot or your B spot or your C spot on public land. So you got to figure out what's next. And if you can reach, if you can go back on your phone, if you've got service, and look up old hunts of the same conditions that quick in your hand, that'll help you pick another spot that, oh, okay, cloudy day, south wind, hot in December. We actually did well in this area two years ago. Let's go over here and try it. And the fact that y'all have made that at hand instantly is a it's a big deal. Yeah. People have to be mature enough and understand that that's one way of using it. There's a lot of other ways of using it, but that's at its core, that's kind of y'all's idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I whenever. I've always come back to one hunt that I used. So the pyramid park, pyramid state park that we hunt, uh, one of the places there's a certain cut that it's a, it's like an L shaped cut that on the, uh, the backside of the short leg of the L there's, it gets like a real shallow area. And I've hunted this pyramid state park for a year since they opened it and the state bought it. And, Every time we would get a snow or, or a strong front come through there, most time a snow freeze up. This cut has like a really deep spot, but I guess there's something like muscles or something in that neck. And I always would see birds go in that direction. They'd go over there, and I'd, you know, if I scouted, I'd see birds over there. Well, I always start thinking about it, like, okay, well, you know, got a little snow on the ground. I'm going over there. And I'd, I'd do pretty well, you know, maybe not beat them up, but have a good hunt you know and 
I started thinking like, man, if you had something you could just search, like you forget so much. And mm-hmm. even with your notebooks, like, yeah, it's cool because if you really go back and look by however, you know, if you're da- doing it by a date or whatever, you know, I think I listened to some of your guys' podcasts, you know, for sounds like you keep like some legit stuff. And, and, but it's like, man, how do you find it? You know, you know, cause you can't go back and search every one of those pages for cloudy. No, cloudy. No, cloudy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's cloudy. You know, now I, I can look at this. So I was sitting there thinking like, man, if you could put some characteristics in there that are searchable, you know, and then I started thinking, well, what what do you want to search by? You know, I was this this whole app idea was metrics for weather, search by weather. I think weather condition controls everything. It's the least common denominator for waterfowl in general. Now, obviously, pressure and stuff like that, and you can put that in your notes, but you can't really search by pressure. But at the same time, it was like, and I mean hunting pressure. But what I'm getting at is like the weather. If that is what is controlling the bird movement or the the uh, migration or anything, just being able to search by that alone, in my opinion, was you know priority one. So then we start thinking, okay, well, what else do you want to? What else would you want the app for? And it came down to like you know the licenses and permits page, keeping your crap organized you know and i said what you know and me and steven kept bouncing ideas back and forth and uh, you know i don't know never really kept track of who came up with what but i know we both of us had some really good some of the stuff on there you know was not all me you know there's a lot steven threw in there too so uh yeah that was basically the idea was make it searchable kick back hunts that lined up with what you searched and go from there and even outside of those kind of hard metrics that you're, um, I look at it, Nathan tracks way more than I do. I just want to remember, right? So like we had, I, 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 I've thought about this a lot. So we used to, the big ponds, Nathan, Nathan, you've been out there. We have 150 acres on a slough in Southern Illinois, had an old cabin. It was in my family for like three or four generations. Um, all through that cabin, there were, um, there were beams where, because they, they've hunted for 60 years there. And every duck they'd kill, they'd notch into that. My, nice. you know, my cousins, my grandpa, my dad, my uncles, and everything. And they were all over that cabin. So flooded, the cabin had to get tore down because uh, it was old, like super old. But man, what I'd give for those beams, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, uh, in tying that back in to, you know, in my mind, I, we're actively looking at how do we export into like a printable asset for you know your seasons, like maybe like a small hardback book where it has like a nice layout and then it shows all of your, your hunting statistics. Cause that's, that would be cool for like my kids to see, yeah. you know, not necessarily that we're building some sort of hunting legacy via technology and then transcending it over in a paper or something like, you know, I'm not even thinking like that, but it's more like the memories and the stories behind all that, even regardless of like, you know, say you only just killed one. I still want to remember it, you know? And, uh, and so that, that's kind of like where even outside of the metrics, it's a lot of, you know, where we're getting at. Nathan, um, has talked about how he kind of envisions it like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, some kid picking up his grandpa's book and say, or, or his log book and like, Oh, he hunted this here. He killed this there because that stuff like you don't find out about like that stuff just goes right. Like, I don't even remember a lot of stuff that I've done. And so, like, being able to log it and look back and also get that granular data, uh, that's kind of like what our ultimate goal is. You said you said sometimes you go and you only kill one or whatever. You might even get skunked. I log the skunk hunts, too, because yeah. I don't want to do that again. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> so if I can if I can look at zero hunts, if I can search zeros, then I can figure out, oh, okay, that's that's where I'm not going. This is why. Because of this weather under these conditions, there wasn't anything there. Or yeah. we were there, we didn't kill anything, but we saw a lot of birds moving from point A to point B. I I love the statistics. I love looking back on things like that. Y'all I mean I can go down a rabbit hole with this app. But now I will say there's one thing that I saw on there that I was like, oh, this is really cool because I'm a trophy hunter. Yeah. Is y'all had the checklist of each species yeah. or whatever. And I was like, oh, yes, this is cool. It's also bad because now I'm like, I've got to fill this checklist <laughs> up. <laughs> but yes, that was, kudos to y'all, whoever thought that one up. I really like that little extra on there because that, that one's cool. Yes. Next release, we have a where we're able to log the individual birds that you killed in the hunt. Say you killed two pintails or whatever. So you log that in the hunt log, and then you're able to look back annually to see how many pintails you killed. And then it gives you a ratio per hunt. And then it goes, you know, gadwalls, wood ducks, whatever. And then so you can see all of that that data within both your hunt log and then like a look back. So it'll be like a yearly look back, and you can see all that exported. I like it because when I was looking at it, I couldn't find where, like, I could find where I could. I wrote down how many the number of birds killed in a hunt, but it yeah. was I couldn't find. I killed four teal, two mallards, and one wood yeah. duck. Yeah, you know I couldn't. That I, was that was some feedback that we got was a lot of people that were like, well, you know, I want the numbers in general, but man, it'd be cool to know how many were mallards versus gadwalls, mm-hmm. and and that was one of the things too. Like I I like that. But I thought, well, that's too deep in the weeds. Like that just takes too. Because I mean, I had people saying they only wanted uh, like the weather, and they wanted like river stages and stuff. Like they needed no water and or lake water. And and I was like, okay, well, just don't put the rest in there. Like you just leave it blank. Just leave it blank. And because it was taking too long to create a profile. Oh, there's twenty so you know. Okay, don't use seven. You know, you don't have to use them all, <laughs> and that's oh. fine. That's that's another thing. I'm sure you're getting lots of input from people. Why don't you add this? Why don't you add this? Blah blah blah. And y'all are having to weed through the good things and the bad things out of that. I, sure. I just I will say that was one of my questions was if y'all are going to add the species per hunt because I have I have gone back and looked after season. I had one year, and this is, it blew my mind when I went back and looked through it because I was like, "There's no way that this is right." But I had one year in Arkansas that I did not kill a single wood duck. And that blew my mind when I went back yep. and looked through that. So you killed zero ducks that year? I killed, no, I killed, I, killed, I killed two. I killed two ringnecks that year. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm sitting here going, okay. So Arkansas duck hunting is already competitive, and you yeah. guys just took it to a whole nother level. Now that everybody's gonna be pulling this yeah. out, comparing stats, yeah. you're gonna have to give badges for yeah. a certain amount of ducks. There you go. Steve. We actually talked about. We that. thought about that. Really? So one of one of the the conversations we had was like, uh, <laughs> I think it was like I think we were talking about like the My Fitness Pal app. I don't know if anybody's familiar. <laughs> if you work out like three days in a row, it's like congratulations, and then like the gold banner pops up on the screen, like good job. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna God. have to start doing that. No. So like, if anybody hits like a if they hit like a three birds per hunt average, you're like, oh, thumbs up with the little <laughs> confetti. The confetti jumps up yes. there. Yes. We actually, you know, I don't know if this is even re- remotely possible. I told Steven. Oh, said, it totally is. Yeah. This could- would be this would be so funny is every time you post a, you know, you post a journal entry that with zero kills, 
the Nintendo dog jumps up there and laughs at you. Like, yes. that was, I mean, yes. seriously. We'd have to go through some intellectual property attorneys before that hits the app. Dude, but yeah, make no, own, maybe, would, maybe your true. own hunt for oh a dog. A boykin. No, make it a silver lab, please. <laughs> oh, that'd be even better. Even better. This, sure. this is going to be unreal. That's, that's great. I love that. Uh, so before Forrest moves on, is any of the information that you put into this, whether it's the hunting license or any of that stuff, is any of that saved locally to your phone, or does it all go back to the server where you have to be online to pull it uh, up? Both. So both? I okay. can't um, – the database is encrypted. I couldn't see it if I tried. Um, so like on my end, um, so a lot of it is local and then a lot of it does go, um, onto the server. So both like the hard files, like photos, and then the, uh, like the text, like your basic information goes into a database. Um, so it is, it's a, it's kind of a mixture of both. Okay. Cause the reason why I'm asking, cause some of the places we hunt, there's not a lot of service. So if you get there and plans get screwed up, if you're able to pull it up real quick and figure out kind of a plan D and. On down, the, on down yeah. the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, uh, shouldn't shouldn't be an issue. It's uh, in a worst case scenario, a lot of that you just resync it once you log on. You have service. Okay. No, I, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of like need it offline. Like, okay, yeah, they beat us to that spot. It's time to go Plan C. Yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah. there is there like an offline where like you can you can still pull it up even though you don't have service? So we're working on, we're actively working on how to make it like 100% offline and then where it resyncs later. So it's okay. not totally, because it still does have to upload to an extent. Again, right. it's not all of the, your information, but there are certain things that do have to upload to the server. Um, but for the most part, it's a, you can operate it about 95% offline. Good deal. That's awesome. Do you have something that you want to ask? Oh I've man, I've got I've got all kinds of questions. Okay. So. Well, I'm I'm going to jump into one of mine because I've you know I've been playing with the app a little bit, and it I can't remember if it was location or whatever, but it gave you like dry field, over water, and there was one more. What was it? Combination. Combination. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. For us in <laughs> Arkansas, if we're duck hunting, it's going to be over some form of water. But yeah, they get to Arkansas and they forget how to land in a dry field. They apparently. don't know what a dry field is here. But we have so many different forms of water here. You know, we've got flooded timber. We've got sloughs. We've got creeks. We've got rivers. We've got lakes. We have shallow water. We've got deep water. We've got rice fields. All these different things, and it's all over water. Um, have y'all taken that into consideration? And also, the guys that hunt on the coast, freshwater, brackish water, saltwater. You know, they've got those three different things that they're dealing with. Um, I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on those? You're getting in the weeds. I am in the weeds, but that's just a question. No, that's where he lives is, at. And like, no, this is this is good feedback because right, we're we're from Southern Illinois. You know what right. I mean? Like, so we don't we don't have that available. So it's not it wasn't when we were building the app, it wasn't top of mind to us. So we were trying to like, how can we get it simpler or, or simply as possible? And then we can tack on later. Yeah. So like that type of feedback, like if you look in our Instagram or Facebook inbox, holy smokes, I bet. it's like two, three times a day, <laughs> but it's like good, but it's like good stuff. Like I love it. Every time I see something or I hear something like that, like I, had, I didn't even think about brackish water. Yeah. Like, and so, and that's not even a conversation that Nathan and I've had, but it's like, why, why wouldn't we? There's a whole, you know, population of hunters out there that that's what they're working with. 
And so we like, I, we look at it from the standpoint of how can we provide the most value to everybody, not just cats from Southern Illinois or Missouri, right? Yeah. And so, and like that's kind of forced us to break out a little bit. We're like, oh, timber. How do we forget freaking timber? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's so, the first thing I replied back, can we add timber? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And like we, Nathan and I talked about that. I'm like, how do we forget that? Um, and so all of those are going in. We're working towards a big release right now. I'd say, what, two weeks away, Nathan, hopefully. Oh, man. Um, Y'all are yeah, quick. Three weeks. Yeah, I well, I'm, yeah. I prob- Nathan just probably, threw his hands up. Yeah, probably two to three, two, two to three weeks away uh, on uh, on that one. I hope yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you got to slow his expectations sometimes. It just doesn't happen like that. But, uh, yeah, and so, like, any and all of that, we want to get this because it's still – I know we had early goose – um, t- some places are already opened up. Southern Illinois is not, or Illinois is not right now. So we're, t- we're racing that kind of season clock to get that in. Cool deal. All right. So uh, I've got a question about the, uh, the hunt predictor. So whenever, like in our area, whenever the hunt predictor comes up and it has your one through 10 or whatever on there, how does it, does it pull off of other people's hunt proof and kind of their stats? Or is it only pulling off of that algorithm that y'all, that y'all have found? Yeah, currently right now it is only uh, weather characteristics. So whenever the specified characteristics are present, you're going to get a plus value of something. And those, you know, that's proprietary, so you can't all have it. But (laughs) it is, uh, we're going to, obviously, we're saying it's going to be changing, you know, ever changing. Like the more data we get, like more research I do, I can add, I've already done it twice um based on like what some of it's even not even scientific data i'll just say that it's 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 uh other hunters i've been involved with over the years some of the bigger names like i used to do some decoy carving and and had conversations like fred zinc and some of these other guys uh jeff coates and, and all these guys that were in the industry long you know back in those carving days and the uh, trends that you see how birds react to like snow and precip and uh, multiple days of freezing and stuff like that like how anyway those those will control the scores now there's there we're kind of limitless on what we can do with that you know how much how much deeper we want to get into it you know, other side of uh you know how um trying to think like example but as as i start putting up high kill numbers say you know four five six seven for a couple guys hunting if you can start seeing these parameters of weather continually give you high kills the algorithm could change you know we couldn't make it to where that algorithm could change towards that you know you really could do anything you want but currently right now back to talking to death basically yes it's 100 percent right now is just based on weather and it's it's your weather for your area so you know if you put in a different uh area or zip code you're going to get a score for that location based on their weather and as we move forward we envision it so we can't see your individual data but we can see macro data as it applies to or we we haven't looked at it yet but as we get more and more of a user base we'll be able to see, okay, this criteria was off a little bit. We can tweak the algorithm. So the algorithm will be kind of like a living and living, breathing thing 
Um, what I'd like to do, it's very difficult for private land, um, but on public land is as we, um, in my, I, what we want to do is kind of set like um, pit one at X public land. Right, so that's a static variable within the hunt log that will that will detect where you're at, and then so you can look. You can't see other people's data, but but maybe you can have an algorithm specifically for that based around the criteria of historic results from that pit, right? Um, and so that's what we're kind of trying to move forward to. We need a user set. We've got a we've got a way more than I expected now, um, but probably you know another season or two, and we can kind of start looking into like okay, how can we really um, tailor this down to very specific, um, you know, public land spots. That's good stuff. Um, you talked about the weather. Do you have much with the moon, moon phases and stuff? So, um, the, the moon is on, uh, when you make a hunt journal, it logs the moon. Okay. So I think, um, Check, but if you open up a hunt log, I believe it is on it's on the right side. The right Will it do that with under. the scout option too? The scouting option. Yes, I believe so. Okay, because uh, this this is here while you're looking for it, this is my reasoning why is because Tyler the other day when he was out you know doing his work for Wellens he his, said his real the, job. Yeah, his real job. job. <laughs> he said the specs have showed up. He's like all of a sudden they are here, and. It coincided with the hunter's moon here in October. It's full moon. Supposedly, it's the hunter's moon, and it, like, boom, same day. So, in his app, he could have went scouting, full moon, hunter's moon, specs just showed up in X part of Arkansas. And I would be interested to see how often that happens, like, from year to year. Yeah. If that happens on the within a day or two of that, because in my opinion, I, it seems like I hear specs October 15th every year over the top of my house so the moon is kind of a i really pay attention to the moon i was curious how much that goes into does it go into the predictor is it just weather is it how do y'all have the moon set he's a virgin so so the the moon uh i did some research on the moon stuff and uh so the moon is on the scout and it's on the actual logs it's on the right-hand side, very far right-hand side, just under the graphic or the GPS. It looks like it needs to have like an outline around the moon because you can't really see it very well. Just notice it's kind of crappy. Steven, we got to fix that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Willie. <laughs> um, but so I did not put the moon into the migration predictor yet because the, the metrics, the, the data that I found – showed more of post moon so like pre and post moon so like okay you got a full moon a few days before you'll get a big bird push and three or four days after you get a big bird push now again it depended on it so much is so regional so they were even talking so some of the research that i saw even talked about migration push so they they classified that as like certain amount of uh, miles traveled versus like localized traveling. So like these same banded birds would during a full moon, they would feed at night, migrate at night, whatever you want to say, but they might only go like a hundred yard or a hundred miles or whatever versus three to 400, you know, just depended on, you know what, I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was, it, it really wasn't um, conducive for what I was trying to do. 
Now, I think there's some data there that could be awesome, but I don't know. You know, it's got to be looked into and see where we can imply that back into. Like, I think the 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 moon phase that's in your journal, the long term was going to start telling you a lot more than trying to put it in the predictor. Because then you're going to see, hey, the moon around here, because it might not, you know, we all know birds here might not uh, react to the moon the same way they bird react to the moon at your place. So it just depends. I mean, I think right now it's not in the predictor, I can tell you that. No, that's that's an outstanding answer because you gave a reason why it's not there. Yeah. It, is, it wasn't just like, ah, we just didn't, we didn't want to throw it in there. I mean, yeah. You gave a great Y'all reason. you got enough information. Yeah. Go on about your day. <laughs> And I will say uh, back to one of the questions you were talking about brackish water or salt water. Uh, I did message a buddy of mine that hunts uh, out of Delaware about the whole like I asked because I put the lake water and river levels in there. And I asked about tide pools like does the tide, you know, for and and the way he explained it to me was he's like, it's really not a controlling factor for the way they were they the way they hunt ducks like the sea ducks thing now. That might have been his opinion. You know, he was, you know, he, I, I don't know. But um, you always assume you're going to go out on a high tide, you know, get to where you're going, and you got to make it back before it gets low tide, or you might be stranded, you know, depending on the situation. So um, I did look into that. I kind of, again, didn't get into the weeds too much. I asked two different guys, and they both were like, eh. It's really not a limiting factor that where it controls where I can and can't go. And I'm like, okay, hey, good enough for me. So I Is, were both there. of them on the East Coast? Uh, yes. Okay. I, yeah. I would be curious about the Louisiana and Texas guys because yeah. that East Coast, they're canvasbacks, sea ducks, yeah. you know, those things. Down there in, in South Texas, they've got they've got some puddle ducks. They've got mm-hmm. actually quite a few puddle ducks, and they've got the redheads, and they've got it's, it's different species of birds, totally different, yeah. different area. I, I'm I'm just curious about it. Tyler has a connection in Texas that maybe you could get him in contact with just to ask the question of yeah. I yeah. mean, he's a guide down there. Yeah, so. and it honestly, I might be way off. I've never hunted it. It was just a thought of mine. Yeah, I can yeah, say from that's the thing is East Coast versus Texas, the tide, like the fluctuation or the level is way different. Like in Texas, yeah. it's it's not very and much. And it could at all. be the the way that, uh, you know, how certain people hunt it too, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they're out sea duck hunting, literally out on the, you know, bays versus tidal marshes in Texas, Louisiana, you know, that's two different games there. So, yeah. And that's the thing is we don't have access to, you know, like, I mean, obviously anybody that calls us Texas, whatever messages says, Hey, what about this? What about this? Well, that's the whole point, you know? We ran into a situation where we'd constantly fix this thing for two years. And I told Steven, I said, it's never going to be perfect. We got to get it out there. We got to start with somewhere. And that's where all this feedback comes in. Like, I mean, how do we not put anything timber in there? I mean, really? But at the same, not that we hunt timber. Like we have one place around here that we can go hunt some green tree reservoirs. But I mean, I've done it three or four times. And, but I know, you know, half the country hunts timber. I understand that a bunch of people get to hunt timber. But at the same time, it's just like you get in a tunnel. You're, we've been in this cave making an app for two years, and we're like, totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's cool to apply this feedback, like especially the, the guys on on Instagram that are messaging us because now they're like a part of it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Now yes. they have that buy in. Like, yeah, you see that? I I I, I requested that. Yeah. You know, 
and and, <laughs> and so it yeah you know, it's it, it, it's true and so because uh like a lot of that is like we knew that we would have to we kicked it out and we were real happy with with where it was now we did another release um, because a lot of the feedback that we received and some of the kind of looking back at like postmortem, like what, uh, what could we have done better here? We applied it, tried to get it out as quick as possible. Um, we got another massive round of feedback that I think it's going to like looking at it, like logically, you're like, man, we should have done this from the start. But again, you know, and, but again, it's like, we, we were trying to, uh, we, we, we looked at it from a very, um, kind of uh, like, okay, we have all these university studies, we have all of this, but we didn't have those individual location biases like brackish water and, and things like that. And so actually hearing that, like, keep it coming, like anything that's valuable to the user, like my, our end goal is like, how do we get somebody using the app in July? You know what I mean? Um, and out of season. So how do you make it as much of a resource to somebody as humanly possible? And so we want to know Right. Because like it, it's uh, the, the people that we're interacting with, you guys, me and Nathan, our friends, um, they're the market that we're going after. And so we want to know what is, you know, what's valuable to them. You know, what, what do they want to do with it within, you know, within reason? Um, you know, some guy was at the last show. We had a guy that said he tracks squirrels in the spreadsheet and the, the weather. And kind of like, I don't know if there's a. I don't know about that. Man, uh, it might be a good idea to branch off later on. Yeah, uh, well, I, mean, I, I think as this thing, it, like what you guys said, at some point you just have to go, you know what, we're going to put it out there and let this thing evolve as it evolves and filter as we go. And that's exactly what you have to do. And it's only going to get better from there. So, yeah, yeah kudos to y'all. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. You got anything? I was going to go to dogs. What do you got? Oh, well, I got, I got yeah, a couple more questions for dogs. this. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. I don't have a dog, so I'm not really excited about that yet. You could have had one of mine. I could have. Forrest runs 17 dogs at once. Yes, you could have had Hank. So Hank's going to be a stud. Listen here. Here we go. <clears throat> so in, in the future on this, do you see any kind of way to, like, not necessarily link, like, Onyx to it, but a way to be able to, like put your pins to where whenever you're pulling these up and searching them, and then you go in there and hit hit it to where it'll pull to that linked pin or whatever, even if there's a place to put a, That's a game pull changer. it over and copy it to it. Yeah, so we've actively been looking at, G, like how do we incorporate GIS? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it may, cause, and that's like the number one question we get, Oh, like on X, like, no, I love on X. I'm on on X every day. You know, we're not trying. And, but I do see it to be like how we're looking at, you know, dropping those pins, making those notes specific to those mm-hmm. pins. Now we can drop one pin on that hunt location right now. Um, but like looking at it from, um, we had a really, really cool, uh, piece of feedback. That I think it's the only one that we've received for, so far is like, um, is charting your decoy, your decoy spread, mm-hmm. um, and then depend like o- overlaying on a map or whatever. I mean, obviously you can't get as like log every single one, but it could. You know, there's a lot of d- cool ideas. There's a behind. There's a lot of cool ideas kind of behind that. Um, but so yeah, I mean that's something that we're actively talking about as well. Um, as far as okay, how do we incorporate something like Onyx? Not quite, right? Because we don't. You know, we're not ne- necessarily a competitor at all. Um, cause that's not what like the root of the app is, but right. like, how, how do you, um, how do I not have to go on on X if I'm using hunt proof? Right. right yeah. And so, and so, uh, that's kind of like what we're looking at, you know, for future launches. 
Yeah. So when I went in, I'm, I made a fake hunt just messing with it. And, yeah. you know, and I went in and to my Onyx and copied the link and, and put it over in there. But when I put it in there, <clears throat> it didn't, it didn't highlight it like a link to where you could click on it and it would snap to it. Like it does if you send your buddies a text or something. So that was, that was the only thing that I was like, man, if, if yeah, it, so you if wanted, it does to, that, you wanted like, to take a, a pin that you dropped on Onyx and be able to integrate it into the app. Yeah, just copy the link. Even yeah. if the link itself, if you could just put the link in and then, you know, hold and copy could, it and then do it that way. Like I, that's that's a good point, man. We can make a field for that within the, that hunt log. Because then, I mean, when you're going back searching your hunts, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that hunt, but I, I can't remember where it is. And then you hit that and it takes you right to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember why, why yeah. have I not been back there since then? But that was one of the things whenever I was making it that I was like, man, that that right there would would send it over over the over the moon. <laughs> that and timber on there, and listen, I, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Tyler just needs his timber. <laughs> well, that's a we had a, a guy message the other day and said, hey, um, you're 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 well, it's the same concept you guys I think we're talking about. Your hide type, you know, so it's like a frame, boat blind, goose pit, whatever. And the dude's like, well, you don't have like natural cover, you know. Like, he's like, we hunt and we just like back up into the reeds, you know. That's basically how we hunt, you know. And the and I'm like, well, uh, yeah, duh, you know. Why did we not have that? I used to do that all the time, depending on what you know. We actually hunt most of our specs that ways. We'll use one well, or we use a frame, but sometimes we use just natural cover on a fence row and brush it up and I'm like, you know, why wouldn't I put that in there? I don't know. You just you get tunnel vision and you put it in there, and, and one, it takes one person to be like, yeah, duh, I should have put that on there. Like, what? It's <laughs> common sense. But like, stand next to a tree, like, and that's what, it, uh, you know, the details of some of that stuff is really not, um, it's just not that hard, you know. Like, literally, you know, hey, add, you know, uh, a tree height, or, or would it, would it would standing next to a tree in timber be considered a natural hide could you just get away with saying natural hide and you wouldn't you guys would know that that's the tree you know that's timber yeah or whatever so you know it depends on how in depth and and um you know everyone's going to be different so that's the thing is we're trying to figure out like what how would you put it on there that's correct for the most people like you might have some guy that's going to be like oh i need to know every you know was it a redwood or was it a white or uh, <laughs> red oak or a white oak you know like yeah and and you just you do get people like that and and there's a few of them like hey yeah we'll look into that and then it, you know just can't do everything so how far in the weeds do you get and then uh yeah and then how do you do it like how do you do it correctly like so you know i don't want to jump in the dogs before you're ready but trying to figure out two dogs and how you're going to do that or or even i still see even the drawing that i made on my notebook on how yeah. to uh, how I wanted to do the species entry. So like if you're going to, um, how to keep it logical and look user friendly, but at the same time, not miss anything, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want so much stuff on there where people get like weirded out by it and like overwhelmed. Like, man, I'm not, I'm not messing with this stuff. And so like, and that's the, that's the kind of balance that, so like for the, the, um, the species list, that we're, that we're rolling out. Um, and so we, we've had like tickers on it. So where it's like, Oh yeah, plus one pintail plus three, whatever. Right. Um, so like, how do we make it as user friendly for some dude in, you know, 27 degree weather that may, you know, that just took his glove off, you know? And so, uh, 
So like, how do we make it simple, but also, you know, dense enough where, you know, it, it is valuable. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, looking at it from a dog perspective, I don't know if you, Nathan, do you want to jump into the dog stuff or, um, so from there, Okay. Tyler, Tyler, you got more you want to go before you get the dogs? No, these two are, are jonesing over here to get the dogs. <laughs> <Cool>. So, <laughs> yeah, hit so, us. I was I was segueing early there. <laughs> uh, so the 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 dog thing. So, um, well, Car- or Forrest, did you have a specific dog itch- question or? I didn't have a specific dog question. I just really liked that you can log your dog hunts, and but I do have the question. Y'all are y'all are working on the two dog thing, right? Yes, because I've I've got two dogs now. I won't have to worry about running both of them this year, but next year I will have to worry about running both of them potentially on the same hunt. And I I mean y'all have that figured out by by then. But what are y'all doing? <laughs> or more? Because I mean you've got two, he's got one. I mean we're gonna have more dogs than people yeah, at this exactly. point. Yeah, so. yeah. we're not, not, not a du- birds. Yeah, That's not true. enough ducks to go around. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, um. I'll, uh, so whenever I decided, I was, I was trying to figure out how we integrate these dogs because I had just got a puppy last year and, uh, I am a shameless plug using Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy, um, Joshua Parvin. And I had a conversation with him. I said, Hey, I'm new to this. You've been running dogs for forever. What, what do you want? What would you want to track? He's like, well, I want to track you know, seasons, retrieves, place for notes. I'm like, okay, well, we already got notes. You can put your dog notes in there. So I'm thinking, how can I enter a dog by name or something, you know, obviously name, and then every hunt entry, you know, how do you retract, keep track of retrieves, but then at the same time, well, the dog might not get everyone, you know. So if you, if you volley seven birds, one guy might walk and pick one up, and then the dog gets the rest, you know, so – you know, it, you can't just say every every bird harvested is a retrieve, so you have to keep them separate. So I think what we figured out now is when you go to the dog page, you're going to add your, you know, you can add your dog. And we also realized that we didn't put a, like a delete dog. So like I made some test dog entries, you know, test dog T is still stuck in my app right now because I can't delete it out. We didn't ever create a delete <laughs> function on there. You know, that's so, getting fixed ASAP, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's getting fixed, but you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, that's uh, that is uh, that's a, that's that's something we're working on. Whenever Forrest gets mad at a dog, you can sell one or whatever and just delete it out of there. <laughs> I won't get that mad. It's my wife that will delete my dog. Yeah, well, he'll be yeah, deleting all the, of them. Yeah. <laughs> just Hank. She did. She liked Owen. She did not like Hank. The third pair of shoes get chewed up. He's gone. <laughs> but yeah, so her. right now what we got going is. Um, you're going to enter the dogs just like you can now. You enter, you know, you could just say you throw seven dogs in there. When you go to make your hunt log entry, each dog is going to pop up there. And, and right now you can only select one. You just pick which one. What's going to happen now is it's going to let you pick one or pick multiple dogs. When you pick, let's say I'm going to pick my dog, Max, and then I can over to the side. You're going to put his retrieves in right there. It'll say, you know, four retrieves. And then right under Max is Jake, and he got four. And, you know, Sam got two. So that way I can track all those independently, and those metrics will be kicked back to the dog's profile, which you already have now. Nothing will change really there. And it'll have all their their hunts and retrieves in there. 
So it's basically the same as what it is now, other than instead of putting like the retrieves down at the bottom, it'll be added into where their names are. Pretty That's simple. Pretty cool. That's real cool, especially if you're keeping up with it for, you know, if you're planning on breeding your dog later on, you got to run and tally of, hey, this dog's picked up, you know, however many thousand birds in its life. And, you know, it's a good hunting stock dog. So I like it. And I like the way you can put in your notes like, oh, we need to work on, yeah, you know, we need to work on heal or sit or stay or yeah. it's creeping or breaking or whatever. And then whenever you go back and you're looking at your hunt later, you can say, oh, yeah, we need to work on that for sure. So what has so, been y'all's favorite thing about the app so far? Uh, like making the app? or like No, as far as using it, because I'm sure that y'all have used it. Y'all used it last year when you're hunting, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so what, I, what have, ha- I, got, uh, I'm, I got basically three seasons in there, which one season only had, I think, seven or eight hunts towards the end. Um, I'll be honest. I'm kind of like Steven. Like I'm all about the stories. Uh, I don't really feel like I have enough data in there. I think totally I've got probably, uh, maybe 50 or 60 hunts total. Um, I, I, I like going back and, uh, searching. I'll search like two ducks, you know, or something like that. And then every hunt with two ducks will pop up and, I can get it to like, uh, I could just start reading the notes because I started putting notes in there, like who was with us. And I like the notes just for whatever stupid shit that happens during the hunt, you know, whenever so-and-so falls in or whatever. And you know, the silly stuff that happens and like your guys hunt from hell, like you got to keep track of all that stuff. That's hilarious. You know, like, <laughs> Barrett did not you know, log that. Hunt. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's one of them things where that that's just the fun parts, you know, like, I'm at that stage where I know you guys talked about the stages of hunters. Like I'm at the stage now where how you kill them and who you kill them with is more important than how many. And, uh, we have many, many days where we could probably go different places and kill a lot more birds, but we're like, eh, we'll stay in the boat and cook breakfast. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, that, that's really, you know, it happens. And, and then there's other times where the getting, you know, like the opportunity is huge, and we're like, okay, now we're gonna go try to mow them, you know, mow them down and make a pile. But uh, how you kill them to me, like, I mean, I am, I mean, I've had conversation with Tyler many times already. Like, I am desperate to get a piece of Arkansas timber property and shoot some twenty gauges in the timber. Like, good lord, you know. I, buy the app so I can buy some property down there. That's what I, I <laughs> please, please. When you're ready to buy, fortunately, we know people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wellens, you're you know, hook me up. But yeah, so that's the that's the the that's the game for me. Is like that's where I want to be. I guess you know. So so I i got a decent duck boat a nice duck boat with a hard blind on it you know protected from the elements run the heaters we've got three heaters in that baby a, a stove with a little oven in it you know we can cook the jack's pizzas and you know boneless wings we can do it all and take the kids hunting and you know the, last year we took my boy hunting and he uh his feet were frozen before we even had decoy set out oh, so I'm no. like, here you sit up here and i don't know it was like 20 degrees and his rubber boots didn't have much insulation. And so I'm like, here, we'll turn the heater on, throw your feet up there. You can sit and do nothing and just chill. And later on, he got warmed up. He was perfectly fine and had a great time. And he, he's now hooked on spam sandwiches. So, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he enjoys it and he's begging to go all the time. So, but back to the app, I think 
like uh, those memories, you know, being able to write that down in that journal. Like I think we might've shot two ducks that day. I don't remember, but I do know he, he asked for making spam sandwiches. Hey, whatever those sandwiches were that we made in the duck blind, can we have those, you know, again? I'm like, yeah, maybe not when mom's around. I don't think she's going to jam on that, but when it's guys night, yeah, we'll get some. Yeah. Are you going to have a spot for, uh, snacks and breakfast eat, <laughs> eating on the app? <laughs> yeah, we, we should, we should. Like the waffle houses, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right. if y'all are making spam sandwiches, I'm on my way. <laughs> Was this a Cracker Barrel day or a Waffle House day? <laughs> you reserve. Is that how that goes? Crack- like a good limit is a certain, you know, yes. if, you, if you do good, it's Cracker Barrel. If it's bad, it's Waffle House. Is that's that the type of badges you're going to get. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a Waffle House badge or a Cracker Barrel badge. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, so so and and I know we all love the app, but I'm really curious now. So you kind of talked about you guys hunt. Do you guys hunt predominantly out of your boat? Are you you're using you know setup blinds on your boat, or do you guys get to hunt? You guys kind of mix between that and you know field, or or what are you guys predominantly looking at? Um, I would say so. I would say probably eighty percent of the boat. Um just because I spent a crap load of money on it and I want to use it and it's comfortable and I'm, you know, not as, I'm not as mad at it as I used to be, I guess. <laughs> um, I, so when we, 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 last year we did pretty good numbers on some specs. We figured out a way that worked at our public area. Uh, one buddy was good at scouting and he'd find them and we'd get out there. We got a, a push cart that we can put on, you know, uh, probably 50 dozen dive bombs or so and get them out there. And, uh, and we figured it, it works, you know, figured out what works. So we, I don't remember how many we killed, but it was, we had a lot of hunts where we're done and, and we can only shoot two specs. So we'd be done and watching, making videos on our phone with hundreds of specs decoying in I'm like, well, I wish we could shoot a couple more, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, there's days where they made us look like idiots, but it is what it is. But we, we, so the, the spec hunts, we tend to go dry field. We'll use a frames on the edge or sometimes like natural cover back into some autumn olives. And mm-hmm. we hardly ever get out in the middle of the field. We, at least we haven't tried it yet. We're tempted to run the a frames in the middle of the field. It's just scary. You know, it's like, you feel like you're right out in the middle of nowhere and you got to cam them so well. And it's sometimes that's really hard. So, so just go you, to the edges. you just said y'all get to hunt specs on public ground. Yep. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not we don't get to do that. We don't get to do that here. The other thing, did you say fifty dozen decoys? Yeah. Yeah. We've got um so we'll take our uh it might not be quite that high, it might be thirty five or forty dozen, but we've got you know, a few die bomb I mean everything everything goose that we have now dry field wise is all die bomb. We, I I've got a bunch of full bodies that I haven't packed them out in five years. I'll tell you three years. Yeah. I'll sell them to you. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, we, uh, I got a little four wheeled cart that I can put like a, uh, otter sled on there and pile up the dive bomb bags and you can get them out there pretty easy. It's not too bad. Really. You can take turns pushing and pulling. How many Uh, people does it take to set out that many? Uh, we recently run four guys. I think pyramid, we can actually run five. If you're freelancing, if you're doing the draw, you can only run four. But I mean, literally, we can set up. Try to think in my head how many we've got. We've got probably 10, 15, 
I think we run 15 dozen silhouettes specs, 10 dozen uh, sock specs, and then we'll run. We got 10 dozen snows that we'll mix in there. Uh, if we do black and whites and Canada's all in there, which we don't really do that very often, there's probably another 15 or 20 dozen total. So, but you can set all those out four guys and we're literally probably 30, 45 minutes. What's it's the, really uh, not too bad. What's the pressure like with other hunters on public ground for goose hunting? Uh, it's pretty stout to be honest. Uh, this, I'm going to say like the specs is not really that as much. Like I think most of the guys are chasing the ducks in our you know over in that park now whenever we find a feed on some specs like my buddy goes out there and he's usually there first like he don't have kids like all of us so are the other two guys i hunt with so uh he will get out there you know two thirty, three o'clock in the morning whatever and sit and about the time we're pushing our decoys out here comes a truck you know like you know they they hit snooze one too many times or whatever but uh there's usually always somebody trying to get in there, but we're usually there first. So that's, that's, I mean, like I said, just this last season, we really built some confidence on what's working, what's not, you know, keeping some notes on how far away from the edges of the the field we can start our decoys. Like we had some hunts where we had tons of traffic coming over us and we were able to, okay, that flock didn't do it. They kind of liked it, but didn't let's move these decoys another five, 10 feet off the edge try it again, you know, and try it again. And once we got them out farther, we got birds in, but then you couldn't shoot them because they were starting at 45, you know? So then it's like, okay, well, let's bring them back a little bit and move the decoy spread around. And, we, you know, we, we got pretty confident. Like we had, uh, I'm trying to think we had two or three days in a row. We were beating them up in the same field, just basically running traffic. And we were between snows and specs running 10, 12 birds each day, hmm. three guys. So it was a good time. Yeah. Sound like a real good time. Pretty solid. On public ground, yeah. yeah. For geese. Oh, yeah. We don't know what public ground geese no, would no, be not like. at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, we, I mean, like I said, we don't, we don't uh, get them like we used to. Now, specs, that's new for us. You know, so specs in the last uh, five years, that's new for us. We, I didn't kill a speck until probably five years ago. But I've I had never, some. I've never killed one. Oh, he said he hadn't been invited. Yeah. That's what no, he just no, said. No, I, I live two hours away. You know, okay. like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw me something here. So <laughs> we we normally have an open spot. Most time we hunt three guys, we have room for one, but we get a lot of guys that bounce in and out. So, so you guys don't Soon. actually, you guys don't hunt together. We no. hadn't a long time. Really? Uh, college, I think, was probably the last time we hunted together. Right, um, at my farm. Yeah, I think I've only hunted with you one time. That was the twice one yeah one time yeah we walked in on some slough shot a shot a couple oh i think i might have shot a mallard you shot a wood duck when y'all wrestled i think so yeah yeah last time when, when he pinned him yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see that's the thing is like whenever we got into this like i know steven hunted you know i knew he's duck hunting stuff but i know he wasn't like deep in the trenches like i did like i so off topic but like i used to carve the decoys you know well i i was carving decoys in my dorm room with a knife you know like i wanted to make waterfowl hunting 24 7 it's like my jam like well how do i do that huh? carve decoys well then i got ate up with decoys carving and then was like well i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a 15 bird rig that was hand carved that's my jam. now i'm gonna put these details in it well that was right when green headgear came out with all these custom molded you know awesome looking decoys you know the first time anybody these anatomically correct ducks showed up i'm like well 
I thought I was going to be the only person with the cool decoys. Now I'm not, you know? <laughs> so then I started selling them and got too busy with that. And I got four kids and no carving is done at all. Do you have any pictures of these hand carved decoys? Yeah. yeah he's he's got I, them on his Instagram. I, I messaged him about them. I was I like, do you still hand carving? I'm going to have to follow. I guess I don't follow. I, just, I thought I did. I just picked up two at an estate sale. Did you I, really? Yeah. I'm trying to figure <laughs> really? it out. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've got one that's got a, a, it's actual real wood. It's a, the woods cracked down the, uh, the underbelly and it's got an initial with a big a, and I'm still trying to figure out who actually carved it. He might know. Yeah. No, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, I, I um, I think most of my duck pictures you probably have to go to my Facebook. I think I had a, I might have had an album on there, but so I had a couple. There, one of my favorites was like a pintail bust. It was just a head of a pintail. I know that one's on there. Um, I had a couple like I went in first place in a couple of the Nova, so West Lake, Ohio. So that was a competition. I talked to like Fred Zink and some of them guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Fred Zink is legit decoy carver, you know, like he had skills, you know, or has skills. And I got some lessons with some of the top people in the industry at that time. Uh, I went out to Idaho and got some lessons from a lady and, uh, I got pretty good at it over a period of time. You know, I, I kind of, I guess you could say the same thing with this app. Like I get sucked in and I go deep. Well, and the cage fighting was the same thing. Like I, I get into it and it's like eat, sleep and drink the same thing. You know, I just cannot get out of it. And, um, carving was, I was, I was in it and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a world champion and I'm going to learn, 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 learn. And, and like in the matter of two years, I went from looking like a third grader painted a duck to <laughs> when it went in first, first in uh, novice in a species, you know, I, I think it was my, uh, Did you see blue it? bill that I won first. I and showed then, them a picture of the, I guess it's a spec that you've done and a, yeah, I think Dude, it's, what is incre- that, a it's incredible. Yeah. Wood duck Drake. So what I was telling, or what Dang I was thinking, it, that it'd be cool to be able to do, like, I can't remember who it was. There was a, somebody who sent a one decoy around to all these different places, and people hunted with it and took a picture with it. And oh, yeah. Oh, they cool. put it up. Yeah. Like, that would be a pretty cool the hunt. Traveling decoy. Yeah, yeah, the traveling yeah. decoy. So uh, I know this Ram- is impressive. Thank you. Yeah, so that spec decoy was actually a, a gift to one of my buddies. Uh, he's actually helps us with the app a little bit with some photos and stuff technology stuff that's over my pay grade um that was his uh wedding present it was actually his groom's cake so my mom owns a bakery so she made the cake and i stuck the goose on the cake you know and that's basically wow like that was that was his and that was the first goose that i'd ever done so it was a it's pretty sweet in progress but yeah there's there's some decent ones on there some of those were like some gunners like there, there'll be some that are uh they were cork so there was a cork body and a little less detail on them but yeah i I uh, I was in deep in that stuff for a while. I was down in the weeds on some of that learning techniques and stuff on painting. I'll tell you. I think Ramsey Russell well. does something with them decoy. He takes one with him everywhere and has people sign it when he goes to his trips. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I, anybody can take the time to hand carve one. I mean, oh, that's man. pretty impressive because I'd get done with it and it'd just be a well firewood. Yeah, firewood. <laughs> I'd get mad at it and throw it down. And, I got a few. I got a bucket of them in the basement that don't get. They don't see light. Yeah, they. Yeah, my kids are like, Dad, can I play with that? Sure, can. Break the bill. I don't care. It looks terrible. See you later. Kick it around. Yeah. So they we weigh like go ahead. Pounds. So we ask everybody on here toward the end of the podcast, like, what? In, when you're out hunting and you're in the boat and things are still and, and calm, like, what's the one story that you kind of always go to to tell? Because it seems like everybody's got like one that they just fall back to. 
he had a retina detached. Well, <laughs> yeah. Either one of you. Yeah, as far as uh, so, I look at it as from like uh, I mean, Nathan and I got an interesting story. We saw that dude way back in there when we were duck hunting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll tell that one because I actively think about this one. So <laughs> we were out at my farm, and we went on to the what's the statute of limitations on trespassing? Does anybody know? <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were walking down the train tracks, and we went to the adjacent. Uh, it was getting dark. Um, I had my great grandpa's Browning Sweet 16, and I didn't have my license on me. And we were walking back. We each killed, I think, one duck. Uh, That's the closest thing to timber that I had been in up until that point. And uh, we, it was pitch black. None of us had lights, or me and him didn't have lights. We're walking back probably half mile to a mile down train tracks. And um, we, we both had our guns. I think we had our ducks. And I see somebody, and we're way back in there. Like, nobody should be. And like, we're on my property at this point, and, like, nobody should be out there. And we still see a silhouette walking up on the, uh, like, what, like maybe, what, 300 yards from us? Some big dude walks up on the train tracks, turns and looks at us. I'm like, Nathan, there's, some, there's somebody standing right there. <laughs> and so, uh, and he's like, I don't, I don't see it. And so, we, like, we wait a little bit. And he like moves around a little bit. I'm like, no, this is like, there's somebody up there. Like, who is that? Didn't have a light on. Like he's out in the, in the middle of nowhere, walking down the train tracks by himself. And then he, uh, he randomly walk, or then he walks onto the other side of, of the tracks. So I'm freaking out. I immediately Bruh. think. I'm freaking yeah. out right now. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I immediately think, I think game warden. And I think, crap, my, my, everything is in the car. I don't have, like, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting to go down here. And I'm like, they're going to take my, and I'm like 18, like, they're going to take my grandpa's gun. My dad's going to be pissed. Like, what's going to happen? So we walk past up there. We walk past up where the guy went to the other side. And it's just straight woods. And nothing, no one comes out. And now I start to get more freaked out. (laughs) And so we walk up to our cars and our truck and I'm expecting to see, uh, you know, a game warden there. Cause I'm like, who, it doesn't even ring. It doesn't. Oh, so I set my gun down. I hide it under a log because I'm, and then I just, and so I, and I'm walking back and, uh, that, cause I didn't, and I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm just out here hanging out, you know? And, uh, so I, we don't see a truck. It's nobody. So it registers with me. That wasn't a game warden. That was just some dude way back in here without a light, just walking around. So I have to go without lights. It's like pitch black at this point. Nathan and I walk back the mile right past where the dude. Oh, I'm so nervous right now. I know. I know yeah. This is the worst story ever. I'm yeah. going to have nightmares. Dude, imagine us. I'm like 18 years old. I've got no idea what's happening right now. I wasn't and, a cage fighter yet either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, this is like when people ask me like, Hey, what's your, cra- what's the craziest stuff you've seen in the woods? Cause like I, I hunt a lot. I turkey hunt, I duck hunt. I like, I obsess about hunting. Right. And it's like, I come back to this story because it was so weird. And so, uh, we walk back and we're real nervous walking back that point where he walked in the woods, like uh, down that tracks. And I'm like, I ain't it. Don't see anything. Why does the dude not have a flashlight? So I walk down and I get my gun and then we walk back. So we walk by this path like three to four times and whoever it was standing up in there still to this day, no idea who that was, but, uh, that was it. I guess it's, we're closing in on Halloween. Was that appropriate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm never going to be yeah. able to hunt by myself again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, but yeah, I mean, that's, and I think that's the last time Nathan and I hunted. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, same here. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm, not I'm never going back, back there yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, Sold that property. <laughs> yeah, but it, no, as far as just like kind of the general, at least for me, um, when you get out there and you have coffee and I'm like, I'm with my dad or my friends or something, I blind hunt primarily. I, I don't feel, I, I live, uh, I'm from where Nathan is, but we moved. We're, we're up by St. Louis now. And it's uh, when everything's real quiet and that first light's kind of hitting it, it's like freedom, man. You know what I mean? Like no, there's nothing out there. It's just you and you see those, you know, you may see the, uh, the flight birds coming in. Nothing's really landing yet. You're seeing like greaves and coots coming around in the reeds and crap. And it's like that feeling. It's like if you could bottle it, you know what I mean? And then everything starts happening, you know, and then it, everything turns up. And so, you know, as far as the, that's what I look forward to at least, uh, you know, on a, on a day to day hunt. Well, Nathan, can bring, you follow that, that, that story up? Because we're terrified now. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was just worried about losing that sweet 16. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. Was, I, I've got a, I mean, Nathan, was your gun loaded when you were walking back through there? When y'all were going back through, you were like, yeah, you watch oh, my yeah. back. Okay. I'm just making sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't leaving my gun at the truck if we was going back there to. Yeah, his. Yeah, I remember. I remember walking back there and we're like, dude, this is you know some meth head out here, or is he just is a big dude? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. is it you know because we was pretty far out in no man's land for someone yeah. just to be out for a walk. Yeah, look, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but that was weird. That was like some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, he, he stopped this... on the tracks and looks at y'all. He knew y'all was there. He saw us. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, it, it was probably two minutes while we were eyeing each other, and we can't. All we could see is a silhouette. Like yeah. we've got no, we've got no details yeah. whatsoever. It was, it was like so when we saw him on the tracks, like we're like basically on the tracks. We can see him. We're looking at each other, but from like two, maybe three hundred yards away, and we're like, he just standing there looking at us, like yeah. no flashlight, no y'all headlamp. Didn't, <laughs> y'all didn't holler at each other. What's up? Hey, no. no. Uh, we oh man, yeah, no. We were just no. like, eh, let's yeah, let's get out of here. I would have been out. Yeah. We just lost downloads from that story. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you win but for the been, scariest story that we've heard. Yeah, honestly, fun. like I think hands down, you you win on stories that we've been told. So I'm yeah, because I I was nervous the whole story you were telling, yeah, dude. It, yeah, it was. I still think about that. It still bugs me. Who was that and why were they? I mean, because we were. It, this wasn't like we were on public. We were way back there. Um, and so like I I st- to this day I've got nothing. Mm. But yeah, hmm. my palms sweat. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the edge of my got, seat. I was waiting I got, for him to like jump out on y'all. I got I got halfway through that story. I'm like, man, I should have picked something a little bit more uplifting. <laughs> That's what I went into the freedom bit. <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious just because you guys recently did a, a podcast with uh with Stanfield and them over at Big Honker, and we're we're all fans of Big Honker, and I'm just I'm just curious because uh, uh did you guys enjoy it? Did you guys have a fun time with, with those guys? Because it's always interesting listening to those guys on their podcast. Yeah, so I'm so <laughs> Stephen said originally a couple you know a couple times he's mentioned yeah we might you know have to start a podcast we might have to start a podcast. And I'm like, absolutely not happening. Don't want to do a podcast. No, we ain't starting a podcast. And now, even after just theirs, and now doing this one, I'm like, we might have to start a podcast. <laughs> this, is freaking, this is freaking fun. This is it's fun, a lot guys. Of fun. Like, it's it's absolutely fun. Yeah. Like, I can't. I told, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, keep going. <laughs> I told Tyler, I told, like, I've went back and listened to a bunch of your guys' stuff. And I'm like, and, I, and it's, it's weird as it sounds, like, your guys' uh, Waterfowl Widows one, like, I made the wife listen to it. Like, 
She was like, yep, I ain't the only one. Yep, I ain't the only one. I'm like, okay. You know, I said, I'll put GPS on my phone so you know where I'm at. And, I'm, you know, I keep telling them, like, hey, if I'm dead in a ditch, you knowing that I'm dead in a ditch ain't going to change anything. You know, like, you know, and it's just funny. Like, uh, like I told told Steven, I said, these are our guys. You know, like we talked to you guys at Die Bomb a couple times. And, and it was like, uh. And I, I've said it on their podcast too. Like the whole point of this, yeah, I want to make my money back and uh, obviously get rich would be awesome. But <laughs> if we can share a tree in the woods shooting ducks, you know, hang out. I've met a lot of people through my lifetime already between like some carving stuff and already in what four was it four or five months basically we've hard launched. You know, yeah, uh, June. Boss, die bomb. You know, Stanfields, you guys, you know, uh, Langbell. You know, these are people that I'm like looked at their Instagram for years going, hey, that's cool. You know, now I'm like talking to them. I mean, and they're on a banner on the app, you know. So uh, that is going to be awesome. You know, I'm not sure how much my wife's going to like the idea of these <laughs> hunt trips, but now it's work. So it makes it okay, right? Yeah, right off. Exactly. It's, that's gonna, that's going to go. be – that's going to be the, the like, I mean, that's going to be the fun part. I mean, you yeah. know, let, if we make some money, that'd be awesome too. But man, uh, that'll be secondary to going and having some fun with a bunch of people that like-minded, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh man, so, we're, we're, uh, we're super excited about it. I mean, we've talked about it nonstop for a couple of weeks now, but it just, we, uh, I, I think that we, we see how genuine you guys are and just how honest you guys have been just up front. I mean, I love the fact that you guys are willing to come on and, and share about, you know, the, the pitfalls and the hardships and everything that's gone into to making an app. Cause I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand what goes into doing something like this. I mean, this is a freaking undertaking that you guys have just, you know, faced head on, which is, you know, again, kudos to you guys for taking on the challenge. We appreciate it. Um, I, I'd love to get you Absolutely. guys down here to Arkansas and uh, uh, get you guys on an Arkansas public land hunt and maybe watch uh, Nathan wrestle Forrest at a boat ramp. <laughs> he's got 30 pounds on me. <laughs> oh, wait, Nathan. No, Nathan's got more than 30. I was talking about Steven's got 30 on me. I don't know how much Nathan's got on me. Probably 130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we, no, we look forward to getting y'all down here and, and uh, sharing a tree with you for sure. Man, that sounds like a blast. That's a, and like that's what I've told people before. Like when Nathan came to me, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe at least maybe somebody will invite me to go hunting, you know. And that was <laughs> that was the extent of my my goal, you know what I mean? And so uh, to to actually have and open up these conversations, because like we can talk about it all day. Like it's almost all I want to talk about is hunting, mm-hmm. right? And so like it's like that. Like even for this podcast and Jeff's podcast, like we've been jacked up. You know what I mean? Because it's like you talk about something that you're like passionate about. And so like having those avenues of conversation or those avenues of like, I've never been invited to Arkansas. You know what I mean? And so now we're, ta- now we're talking to you guys. And so it's, it's a fun, we're on the launch pad and it's like a fun, you know, trip. It's a fun ride to be on. Um, and it's, it's opened up to us in a large part by you guys. And so we want to thank you guys because you guys have been like early advocates of us. Um, and, uh, I, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. It's at least even from a vote of confidence, you know, cause you get going and you're like, oh man, these, all right, we're on to something. Let's go. Well, like, so. at the squad fest, I, Tyler was like, the, the second day 
I, I flagged you down. I was like, Hey, you know, you guys are the Wellens. Like we want to get you got, you know, would you be interested in being on that banner on the, in it? And he's like, yeah, we'll talk to the boss, you know? And I'm like, he goes, well, we were playing with the app last night and I called my buddy and told him about it and da da da. I'm like, dang, they like it. Like, I mean, that was the assurance that we needed because we, again, we were stuck in the, in the cave that we keep talking about. We are like, we think it's cool, but I mean, everybody thinks your own shit's cool. Like, you know, you've got to wait for someone else to tell you that it's cool, you know? So, um, you know, it was just one of them things where we could tell your guys is, you know, it was your, your response was genuine. It wasn't like, Hey, you're just, you know, talking to these guys and yeah, I like your app. I'll download it and walk off. You know, it was a situation where, you know, there was a, a legit, you know, um, uh, biking of the app and was like, Hey, this could be cool. You know, well, this could be really big. I, th- I think we, and, and, and I think some of this goes to our uh, everyone on this podcast and you guys included, but kind of our age and maturity on the fact that like we see the usefulness in it. Like we totally understand how useful this is. I mean, Tyler, a hundred percent from the standpoint of being on, on duck properties every day. And as we go through season, I mean, we have to keep harvest reports. I mean, we've got to be able to log this stuff and you guys have solve that problem so if you can solve a problem you win and you guys have done it then that's what we love about it and y'all made it quick yeah like user yeah you know you talk about the ducks unlimited journal app or whatever that was i was using that app and my hardcover writing journal because Mm -hmm. some stuff i couldn't put on the app i had to put it in the journal so i had to log my hunt twice which was a pain in the butt but I was going to do it because I want that information. I'm somebody I've, I've got to have that information for the future. I want to. I just want to be a better hunter. And what y'all have done is y'all put it in one place. You've made it very easy. And man, thank y'all for making a good app. Y'all put time into it. You put a lot of effort into it. And you put a lot of research into it, and it definitely shows. We appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, absolutely. That that was one of the things. So it's funny because me and him have worked out perfectly. Like, I mean, I've known Steam for forever, but at the same time, it was like, you know, um, I'll, I'll say it. I think it's a God thing that me and him partnered up here because yeah. we had a conversation at Squad Fest and I said, you know, I'm 100% a visionary on this crap. Like, I can see it in my mind and I can draw it on a piece of paper and I'll show it to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm an integrator, so it's perfect. I'll, I'll make it happen. You know, that's really what it comes down to is – and there's no way that, you know, that was just a luck of the draw. Like the first person that I message about this idea, you know, uh, when I'm ready to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's – you know, and it works perfect. And I'm like, you know, I literally like sending a sending a, a Google Drive folder or some shit like that for is tough for me, you know, like – and you know, I, 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 just hey, I can I can attest. Yeah. So <laughs> shut up. I just don't. I I, don't, I just stay away from that stuff. So that's a good thing uh, for the app. You know, if if I, I struggle with it, it's too diluted. So I want it to be easy to use, and then, uh, but the data's got to be there. Yeah, we can't be bouncing from. I mean, like you said, even having to bounce into on X. You know, I I understand that that's it can be a pain. You know, we can pin pin your location, but you can't like I mean, you can share the whole hunt to the other buddy, you know, so you would the other guy can see the location, but it's not an actual latitude longitude point. Mm-hmm. So but stuff like that, like it's just I'm like, hey, Stephen, do you think we can do this? He's like, yeah, we should be able to. I'm like, all right, let's let's add that, you know, <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to. Make it happen, Captain. We have had an absolute 
blast. We appreciate you guys taking time out of your night to join us. Um, we cannot wait to have you guys come down and hunt with us so we can show you what birds look like when they fly high real real fast past us, and then you can <laughs> stand next to a tree and maybe take a shot, maybe not. Um, but we uh, we appreciate you guys, and we look forward to using the app and, and getting to hang out with you guys when, when we can get you all down here. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening.